And with the bang of the gavel, I will call the regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, June the 22nd, 2015, to order. And let the record show that the meeting started at two minutes after 5 o'clock in, in the afternoon, as opposed to the morning. Um, the adoption of the agenda, there is an agenda, should be an agenda in front of everyone, and uh, I will call for any uh, any desired additions or deletions. Mr. Mayor, just a short addition, um, Peace Fest Co-op Breakfast. And we will make that uh, new business. Okay, very good. So that'll be item 12 under new business. Anybody else have additions or wishes for a deletion? Uh, hearing uh, none, I will uh, take a motion to adopt the agenda as uh, amended by Ms. Manzer. Mr. Sacek, all in favor? Uh, <clears throat> so we have the minutes of the June 9th, uh, 2015 special meeting of council. Uh, were there any uh, issues with that? Anything requiring uh, uh, modification or correction? If not, I will take a, uh, a motion to adopt it as presented. I so move, Mr. Mayor. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion? Uh, there is also the regular meeting of town council for June the 9th, 2015. Any corrections needed on that? Uh, hearing none, I'll take a motion, Mr. Ford, to adopt the uh, minutes of June the, uh, what was it, the 9th. All in favor? And we will uh, now go to the special meeting minutes for the 11th of June, 2015. Any uh, corrections needed there? Your Worship, I put a motion on the table to accept those as presented. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Uh, it's passed. Uh, are there any uh, public hearings, Ms. Cottrell? Okay, and so uh, um, before we go into presentations, I just want to uh, introduce um, our uh, new public communications officer, uh, Mr. Adam Dietrich. Uh, he's sitting right at the end of the table. And Adam uh, used to be in Peace River, moved down to White Court, and uh, and found out the grass was actually greener on this side at the <laughs> of the Athabasca River. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's our hashtag? Uh, you might be T-O-P-R? Okay. In case uh, he twitters or tweets stuff out, out of this council meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I will invite uh, Murphy Oil, our favorite oil company, when all the others are away anyhow. <laughs> Uh, to uh, to uh, get to to make a presentation. Somehow I knew there was a catch to that because every time we come in, we're the favorite oil company. 
So Brian Beats is with me today. Uh, Brian Beats and myself have been assisting Murphy Oil in their progress towards a new pilot we were invited to participate in by the AER. So I wanted to bring that back to you folks so you'd understand what was going on. So hence we've come to the table. Uh, you have seen our SEAL Central project, uh, the HCSS development, in the past with the details. So we'll be going through the changes with respect to the single um, application approach that the AER is doing, we're covering that today. And I may very well cover some of this in the slides as we go forward again. There we go. I don't know if you realize this, but the photo that's up here, that was actually any of the brochures that we put out that had the photos of the oil fields, we had an operator that in her prior time, in her spare time, was taking pictures, and then we discovered how beautiful they were. It's like, wow. Anyway, so that's a little sidetrack on that. On February 27th, uh, Murphy filed its initial application to the energy regulator, which you are aware of. Um, we are uh, going to be producing 12,500 barrels per day of heavy oil, and it will be located on Murphy's existing Seal Lake primary development, which is a brownfield site, the majority of its brownfield site. So there should be, uh, because of that, a lot less disturbance to the area and the use of infrastructure that's there, and we'll see that again as we move through here. Uh, the, the estimated first steam is still 2018, and the life of the whole development, the whole project, is approximately 35 years. Now, I hope you don't mind, but there's so much information here that instead of doing a little ad lib along the way, I may very well read slides on you. So the first is to describe the single application approach. Seal uh, Central is a single development, and under the current Alberta regulatory process, Murphy, must eventually file literally hundreds of separate applications to come to full production. That's the normal process. These often almost identical applications are for each project element. For example, each new well, each facility, each pipeline. Uh, they add little value in assessing the overall impact of the project and they are frequently duplication of pretty much everything in each one. The AER is currently questioning the effectiveness of this process from both a company and a public perspective. So the AER have proposed a series of pilot applications to look at possible alternatives. The pilots are intended to examine the premise of whether an improved single application for a project can better meet the AER's mandate. Now the mandate of the AER is to provide the efficient, safe, orderly, and environmentally responsible development of energy resources in Alberta. So it really doesn't have to do with the individual companies. It's a mandate for the province. Murphy's been invited by the AER as one of three companies being asked to carry out pilot applications. The other two are Suncor and CNRL. Using the current Seal Central project as the basis, Murphy has been asked whether it would be prepared to develop and resubmit its public project application using the new process. So as you know, we, we did a traditional application. We submitted it in February. So we've been asked to redo this application with a whole... Um, new focus and emphasis, and we'll, as you'll see through here, we intend to resubmit that at the end of September. In Murphy's case, in order for the SEAL Central pilot to be deemed successful by both the AER and the company, the new application must result in a combination or some combination of measurable improvements in the regulatory efficiency, 
additional improvements in resource conservation, public safety, environmental protection, and substantial long-term engagement with surrounding residents, right holders, and communities. Uh, Murphy has already last fall started to up the ante on the engagement, which you guys know because you've never seen so much of your favorite oil company before. <laughs> the status of our current CL, uh, central application, since the goals of the pilot are consistent with Murphy's corporate goals, Murphy has chosen to accept the AER's invitation to participate in the pilot. As a first step, Murphy has asked the AER to place its review of the current application on hold, because it's in the process now, right? So on hold to prevent duplicative work by the AER while the work goes forward on the new pilot application. Once the new pilot application is complete and ready for submission, targeting the end of September, Murphy will ask for the AER to fully withdraw the current application. So common sense says that we can't pull before we know that the new one is somewhere near on path. And that's why they're both in the process at the moment. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Brian, and he's going to give you some of the details of what an application will look like in a single application approach. Thanks, Jenny. Oops. Thank you very much. Uh, like Ginny is going to do, I'm going to stick a little bit to the script today rather than ad lib. Um, we're, we're being, just so everyone understands, we're being very, very careful as we move into this new process because it is a pilot, uh, because it's a, a quasi-judicial review process. So we're, we're, we're having to be very careful crossing every T, dotting every I as we, as we move forward. So what we'd like just to do very briefly is describe what we see the effects of the new format will be on our pilot application to the AER, and then in particular provide an open invitation to, um, to the town of Peace River and to all the other stakeholders that we're going to be talking with to work with Murphy in the design of, first of all, the new SEAL Central pilot application in general, because it is a new format, and in particular a new long-term engagement program, which, again, uh, we're going to get Ginny to, to describe in, in quite a bit more detail. So if you turn to the next slide, um, what you're going to notice is in this new application format, the AER has asked that Murphy, in preparing this new document, um, make some fairly substantive changes in how we used to do this work. Uh, these include, for example, a much-enhanced emphasis on this question of issues of importance, the issues of importance not so much to the techies but to Peace River residents and also issues of importance for the full project life cycle. Uh, we're an increased emphasis on the use of relative risk in selecting which issues are of importance. Um, greater emphasis on risk management and how it'll be accomplished over full project life cycle a much greater emphasis on monitoring and reporting than it was in previous uh, multi-stage applications. And finally, a commitment to the use of what they call adaptive management, the ability as change happens to change the project over time. Now, each of these themselves are fairly substantive changes in how these traditional applications are put forward, and we also think there's going to be more changes as the process evolves. It's, a, it's a very much an iterative process. Um, and we want to just let you know that we're fully committed to letting you, got, letting you know as, as, as the process unfolds 
what those changes are and what the application ultimately will look like. Now, the next slide there. To accomplish these changes in the, uh, in the emphasis of the application, um, they've also proposed some structural changes. Uh, the first of these is including asking Murphy to break SEAL Central into a series of activities as opposed to a series of facilities, which is, again, the classic approach. So instead of it's just a series of wells, a series of pipelines, a series of pads, it's now a series of activities such as subsurface activities, uh, the geology, drilling, completing wells, steam injection, etc., cetera, uh, surface development activities, water management activities, and, and um, incident management activities. So on the one hand, it seems fairly subtle. On the other hand, it's actually fairly substantive when you get into the, into the, the document itself. Um, other changes that we're doing and are in the pro process of sort of understanding and to sort of begin incorporating um, just for information purposes, a lot of the writing is going to start taking place over the summer months as we get a handle on this. So, for example, um, we're, we're at being asked to identify risks over the full life cycle of the project. So, this remember, it's a 35-year project. So, we're looking at the design stages, construction stages, operation stages, and closure stages over the entire life of the project. Um, we're using that information to quantify risks, and the criteria that we're being asked by the AER to look at are what are the risks to resource conservation, to public safety, to environment protection, and to process credibility. Um, we're also being asked to develop risk management plans for those things that we feel are of high risk, and again, as I said, developing monitoring report programs for those. So that's, that, in a very short nutshell, is, is the application itself. Um, what we hope you'll see is, it, is actually a much more succinct uh, document that's focused much more heavily on the things that are of importance to people that live in Peace River as opposed to things that are, used to be of importance to the AER. So we think that's going to be a real advantage. And it's going to have a significant new emphasis on risk, risk management, reporting, and adaptive management. Turn it back to you, Jean. One of the very, uh, one of the very huge things under this is the community engagement, because it has to be engaged over 35 years. It, it's not the old style where you you put your application in, you do your open houses, you have your engagement. There'd be statements of concern or not, and then it all goes away unless something comes up and there's another opportunity for statement of concern. In this case, the engagement it has to be there and steady for 35 years. We need your help on that. We've got our own creative ideas, but any ideas that can come forward on how it would be uh, um, applicable or useful or people who might want to engage, be helpful to get hold of us and give us your ideas because it is a new, a new world for that. So in addition to changes in the application, the AER is seeking very substantive changes to be made in the community engagement process for SEAL Central with engagement now in a two-stage process. The first, near-term stage, is not significantly different from past practice in that it still requires that Murphy identify and engage with any party that has an interest in the proposed project and may be affected by the development. To work consciously to explain the project, help the concerned party understand how they might be affected and try to understand those concerns where possible to address those concerns. The second longer-term stage is new and will result in enhancements on previous practices. The longer-term engagement. The AER requires that Murphy be prepared to implement a second, 
long-term engagement process is a key element of the SEAL Central Pilot application. Unlike the first stage, this longer-term engagement process does not end with the granting of an approval, but continues over the full life cycle of the development. This new, longer-term process is intended to provide an opportunity for each affected individual or community to receive relevant new information on the project over its full life cycle. To receive this information much more in accordance with individual community needs, with respect to both the timing and the level of detail, and to provide input into the future project features of importance to those individuals or communities. Since it's very early days in the design of the new process, and Murphy, through these presentations, is beginning to reach out to its neighbors for their thoughts and inputs, which is what I just mentioned a bit, some of the key questions identified so far that we need to address together in the design of this longer-term engagement process include, how do we best ensure that a, any party or group interested in the project is able to understand both the near- and longer-term implications of each phase of development? How can information on the project be presented in a format and in a time frame that meets the individual needs of all the affected parties? And what kind of engagement process will encourage dialogue as opposed to debate? And what processes can we use to help reconcile differences in views among the participants? Huge questions on that one, especially when it's all new. Now, Murphy sat down and we put our heads together to try and figure out uh, what we thought were the benefits to the community and to the residents and stakeholders in the area. The single application approach being proposed by the AER, if successful, should provide significant benefits to affected individuals and communities, including an easier to read and understand application. It's focused on the issues of concerns to residents, landowners, and their families. More effective planning early in the design process leading to smaller development footprints. And, you know, I, I think we can describe that little one a little bit better. We didn't bring any maps with us, but if you remember, if you've got a box, and ours was, I think, more of a rectangle for the box, for the, for the actual development, and we were going to put our wells in the box in a certain area. Well, now you'll have a rough idea over 35 years where we'll be putting those wells and where we won't be putting the wells due to a bog or some other um, sensitive area that we are not able to do that in versus putting an application in for a pipeline or a road or a well on an individual basis and not knowing 10 years down where it's going to happen again. So that's what this means by the advantage of, of leading to smaller development footprints, better use of already disturbed areas and lower environmental impacts in general over the development life. An engagement process is more attuned to the needs of the community for new information, both near and long term. The provision of a holistic view, and the engineers just about had a fit when we threw that word in there. A holistic view of the entire life cycle of the development over its initiation, construction, and operation through to closure. Clearer plans that better articulate the steps that the AER will require to ensure community concerns are properly addressed. We'll need help on that one, too. More extensive monitoring and reporting programs that are designed to confirm that corporate commitments are being met, the rules followed, and the mitigation plans are effective. Stronger commitment to making the, the necessary adjustments, adaptive management, to a development over the, its life when monitoring, thank you, confirms that the development impacts are greater than expected. So when we say the adaptive management, basically what it means, if we're going down the path, we think we're going the right way, community's on side, 
the AER is on side, and something goes amiss. It could go amiss in the community. It could go amiss in the operations. Are we able to change things on the fly so that we can actually adapt to the new circumstance? That's what that is referring to. So we really do need the help, and, and we'll be saying the same thing over at Northern Sunrise tomorrow and in individual meetings. We need the help from the constituencies here to help us decide what is the best way. Do we want a committee format? Does an individual thing? Is it, you know, one of our ideas is to throw it out a committee format on, a, on disciplines, not on constituencies. So you have someone who's specialist in forestry, somebody specialist in geology, somebody who's specialist in water, who are from the region, they're from the area, people that you know. Um, we'll also have to deal with the First Nation aspect and bring them into the play as well. So we are, as I say, development stages and well open to new ideas. So we believe, Murphy, that these potential benefits are important to the Peace River area communities. I mean, this came out last year, last spring, in the D005, that emissions were important, and we must deal with them. So they are dealt with as an issue versus an area or versus a regulation, even in this as we go forward. Therefore, Murphy would strongly encourage anyone with an interest in how new energy development takes place in the Peace Revere to, to participate in the design of the new process. Our next steps, we will work diligently over the next several months, gaining the input of anyone that is interested in the design of the new application. In particular, Murphy will be actively seeking your thoughts and ideas as to how the AER's goals for the new long-term engagement process can best be met so that it is more useful for you folks instead of just for the hierarchy in Calgary, whichever hierarchy it might be. If you've got any questions, feel free. We can slip back to the slides if you want that as well, right? Anyone in particular? So um, in terms of this initial phase of this process, is there a grand time frame on it, the first part of it? Well, they they started talking about it somewhere Christmas-ish and after, and then came to us. They'd already approached Suncor and CNRL, so they are already on a different timeline than we are. We are hoping, expecting to put our revised application in by the end of September. The stakeholder engagement, the community involvement, is not a time frame of it has to be done by the end of July or it has to be done by the middle of August because it's a 35-year project. So the stakeholder engagement is in design, can be as we as the community want it to be, and it will continue for 35 years. So it's a long-term engagement we're planning. So we would rather do it better than do it quick in that sense. So at any stage of this process, can something be stopped because some community engagement individual part of things said, what about this? <laughs> we have uh, an agreement with the, um, with the AER that as we move forward through the summer before September, that if there are any um, roadblocks that are insurmountable on either side, and that might fall into one of those, that either party can pull off to the side and the old traditional style of application will go forward because we are a pilot. We're not... Uh, what the AER... My understanding is what the AER wanted to do was find a way to be more effective and decrease their duplication of work. That's what they're after. And then by doing so, they are also able to bring the community in and go after issues for the community. And, and I go back to the D005 inquiry that was here again. Those emissions, we've written those right in to our activities. They're all the way through it, that that is something that this community is interested in. So therefore, that will be an activity that we will be monitoring. 
It's a whole new concept. It took a long time to get our engineers involved and get their heads around the thought process of holistic versus the box. It, it, it is a hard, a hard concept to get around. So we will come back more and more with education. You can certainly ask us any questions and ask the AER as well, questions on how it, how it goes forward. Mm -hmm. Anyone else with questions? Rod? I have a question. How is this different than the environmental impact assessment process that oil companies had to go through when before the AR took over the regulations kind of stuff? Like it sounds like a streamlined process. Is that? Yeah, there's. It, it's in fact uh, one of the things about this from a company's perspective is you you still do all the upfront work. For example. Uh, we were able to expedite this application a little bit because we'd already done all of that assessment work. So that all has to be done. The real, the real big difference here is instead of filing one after another after another application for a, a large thermal project like this, you know, every every road, every pipeline, every compressor, you come in with a single big plan which you've assessed and you get one basically initial approval of that project, which allows you then to go forward um, inside that box, as Ginny was saying. So it's, 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 the next, it's really the next evolution, I think, in, in this process, if, if we can pull it all off. If we go back to the monitoring and the reporting aspect, uh, building of the database, Murphy has to do for any application. It doesn't matter whether it's this process or the traditional process. So that information is all there. When we go forward, one of the things that's good for Murphy and good for the community is that we have to have a more robust monitoring program than they would be required to have had in the past. That should, should be the opting word, it should lead to um, a better environmental positioning for whoever's operating, whatever it is, if this if this process goes beyond pilot, right? It should lead to that because if you've got a better monitoring process and you have a better reporting system within the AER and internally, then you catch things faster if they do go awry. So that's the concept behind that as well. Does that help? Well, I guess. I mean, that deals with the stuff that surfaces along the way. But, I mean, for major pros like this, you know, like you guys are spending a pile of money out there, you know, how do you get around – well, the major impacts in terms of, you know, for those people that live out, out there, live closest to it, the emissions, all that kind of stuff, it, that's that's part of the, the application you'll deal with, you know, what those larger scale impacts are going to be over the long term. And then the monitoring, the more intensive monitoring allows you to um, then pick up and deal with any untowards things that surface that weren't, were not expected. That's that's exactly you're absolutely right. It's, it, that those elements are, are all still the same. Those requirements, all the all the basic requirements. I guess that's the way to look at this. This is not reducing any requirements whatsoever uh, from the company's perspective. Uh, about the only real upside from the company is that um, some of the some of the secondary information that we used to file. Uh, the AER is no longer going to require. Like we used to file tons and tons of geological information in a traditional application. For the geologist, that's a really nice. It's a nice to have. This one is saying, now let's focus on the things that are important and particularly not so much important from the geologist's perspective, but what are important from residents' perspective. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a different focus that way. 
And in the case of the geology example that he brought up here, I mean, we've had our, our geologists going around on, the eight-year geologists going around on what would be required. The key question was, do you need this information to make a decision? If you don't need the information to make a decision, we probably still have it because we had to have it to make a decision to go forward. It probably won't be in the application, but if you want it, we've got it in our libraries anyway because we had to have it. So just come on over and have a look. That's, that's the concept that's going through on something like that. And the same would apply to whether it's water or wildlife or air emissions or whatever else it might be. The information they need to make a decision must be provided to them. The extra background information, it has to be accessible for them if they want it. Can the question that comes, like, from the perspective of the town, I mean, there are going to be impacts to the town, like hopefully people that work out there will live live here. One of the issues that I see, and I don't, I'm trying to wrap around it, like, I don't know why their developers aren't putting more lots on, on the market now. Like, you know, my understanding, the market's very tight right now, and it seems like nothing's, nothing's happening. I don't know that it's necessarily your problem to fix, but maybe there's stuff that, you know, and maybe that, is that something fair to ask Murphy? Can you help with that? Like, like I, I don't think you want to become a developer. No. But <laughs> what we can do is when we have harder numbers, uh, timelines, that type of thing. You know, as we've done before, we make sure we bring them back to you guys, and then your developers will perk their ears will perk, and hopefully enough notice that they actually can develop because we're going to need housing too. Because as you heard Craig Sinclair say in here, what we want to do is we want to have the majority of our workers live here. And the camp at Seal is for you know bad weather, overflow, what we can't what we can't accommodate in town, and that's mm-hmm. construction workers in that sense. Right. And then what was it? I think forty regular, forty to sixty regular jobs, if I remember correctly, regular positions. And again, we would source here first. Now, as you suggested, I have made contact with was Lake College, Lakeland. Northern Lakes. I come from the east, right? Lakeland's common for me. Um, Northern Lakes College. Uh, they deferred a presentation until the fall, and then we'll do it then. And that will be to try and let people have heads up of what we might be looking for and what this project's all about. So that would help to try and base some of it in here. I also understand that um, Mrs. Downing, whose first name I've forgotten right now. Thank you. Johanna Downing uh, works for the human resources, labor, um, placement, jobs for the government. And so we'll have be in touch with her as well to let her know what's out there and what's going on. We, anything that we can do, and again, open to suggestions and contacts, that we can actually bring uh, the work, the workers, the money into the town, we will try and do. Uh, predictable right now how much and when and what timing is not quite hard enough yet. I guess the other thing, it sounds like you're doing the things that I think need to happen, so any documentation that you guys can provide to us that we can share with developers and with the Chamber of Commerce and saying, this is what this project is going to mean in terms of employment out there. This is, you know, the you know the business that we're going to do with local local businesses, the Chamber members, that kind of stuff, that we can take back, and then hopefully that will, again, kickstart stuff make it easier for developers to develop if that's that's what the, the problem is. You just gave me an idea. So I want to bounce this off you. If Nothing like creative thinking while you're sitting here, right? Um, when the point comes that we have a little harder numbers, harder facts, harder timelines, would the town be willing to, I don't know whether it be a poster day or something like that, and we'll go after the chamber as well, and maybe the Rotarians too, uh, have everybody all in the room so that, there is a unified front saying this is coming to town. 
this is what we expect it will be. Come ask us questions or how can we help you? And it may be a matter of you guys putting a notice out so that your town folk know more about it. They come or whether the chamber looks out to their uh, particular participants, their members, to say if you're a service company, there's going to be a ramp up here, a developer that's going to be here, come and ask questions. That's a good thing too. If we if we get a little closer, we'll propose it and see if it flies. Sounds good to me. I don't know if you talk to Councillor Sachuk. He's our economic development guy. So, <laughs> with the uh, current uh, application that's on hold. Entering into the uh, the pilot application or the pilot application, which I think I think is a pretty good idea. Um, as far as the project that's on the go right now, is that going to be delayed any, or do you expect your start times to be relevant? We we actually hope, and this this is where the comp this is the one huge potential advantage for the company is we actually hope that the review process for the new pro application may be actually quicker than the than the old process. That's our hope. The, the one thing I do like about the application progress uh, or this new pilot uh, application, it kind of reminds me of uh, of like a JHA or THA that current companies do just for safety aspect where if the task changes, um, you stop, analyze, mm -hmm. and make your decisions and move forward. So I think it's a good idea. Thank you. Any other comments? Great. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. And if you think of any questions afterwards, feel free to email me. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Ms. Bench, any bylaws? No bylaws today. Uh, and I see we don't have any unfinished business. <laughs> But we have new business, and I believe Ms. Uh, D. D. Perhaps we want to take a five-minute break so that maybe the media can talk to Murphy Oil. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. We'll do that right now. We'll take a five-minute break. We'll uh, reconvene, and uh, we will start with new business. And the first item under new business is uh, Rec Recreation Facility Committee, and Ms. Bell will be here to uh, speak to that. Uh, Your Worship and Council, the report this evening is requesting an enabling motion for two members of Council to be appointed to the newly developed Recreation Facility Committee. This was a, a committee that um, sort of formed out of what we like to look at the recommendation number one from the Regional Recreation Situational Analysis Report. Um, and taking a look at the preliminary plan for the new arena concept in Peace River, um, we do have two champions, but I'll leave it to council to appoint two official council representatives to the committee. Uh, we've had response back from two of the three municipalities we've invited to the table, County of Northern Lights and the MD of, um, the MD of Peace have both agreed to be a part of the process, and we're just awaiting on the County of 
Northern Sunrise County, sorry, I'm mixing up my county names. Um, they'll be addressing this request, I believe, at their meeting tomorrow. So we missed the deadline for their last meeting? No, we did not. Um, it was missed by their administration to put it on the agenda. Oh, okay, so it hasn't been discussed yeah, up there correct. yet. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. you're looking for us to formalize uh, our... Uh, our two council members who That's correct. have been s sitting on the arena committee and, and your thinking is the recreational facility committee will be taking on the, the job of the arena the committee. The arena committee, yeah. Okay. So uh, somebody want to make a motion on that? And then we can have discussion afterwards if, if it's needed. So I would move that um, piece of Council enable two council members to be appointed to the Recreation Facility Committee. Could we just, could you name them already? Like that's, I think that's the whole point of. Okay. Yeah, I uh, kept it broad, assuming that you would appoint Councillor Sawchuk and Benke, but left it open enough to make council uh, make that decision. Assuming they would want to sit on it. Namely, Councillor Sawchuk and Councillor Benke as well as the Director of Community Services as the Administrative Representative and um, the Recreation facility, Facilities Coordinator as the alternate. Right. Okay. Uh, any discussion on that? All in favor of uh, Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion? Thank you. Uh, the next item is a library board appointment, and I'm assuming that, uh, Ms. Bell, you, uh, you have jurisdiction over this? This is correct. These, it's fairly straightforward. It's a reappointment um, with a, a slight retroactive period for this board member. Okay. Uh, is there somebody who want to make a motion on this? I can uh, put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, uh, that council... Uh, approved the reappointment of uh, Barbara O'Connor for a second term as a member of the Town of Peace River Library Board retroactive uh, from February 2015. All in favor? Okay, that's passed. The, um, the next item up is Community Services Board membership. Uh, there is an application to fill uh, a vacancy for a member at large. As per the Community Services Bo Board Bylaw 1206, and they've received the board has received one application for a member at large, and so uh, there was a motion by Neil Martin at the uh, Community Services Board meeting to uh, recommend to Council that Stephanie Sitteroff be appointed to the board. And uh, that is administration's recommendation. So, uh, somebody make a want to make a motion to that effect. I'll make a motion to accept the recommendation from the community services board to appoint Stephanie Sidroff to the community service board as a member at large. All in favor? Uh, the what I term the uh, rec needs assessment, but is known. Uh, by administration as a regional recreational situational analysis um, is uh, 
administration wants to formalize direction on how the town of Peace River will proceed on on the regional recreational situational analysis recommendations. So uh, I'll give it over to you, Ms. Bell, to uh, talk about what your vision is here. Sure. Um, in follow-up to our special meeting of council on June 11th, um, in conjunction with uh, members of the Community Services Board, we discussed the various uh, recommendations from the um, regional recreation report. That's a nice shorter name. Um, what I am recommending after our discussions is to take the information that we um, went through at the special meeting, which I've outlined in this report through, um, by each recommendation in a very general manner, and take it back to uh, not necessarily directly back to each municipality because we'd have letters going all over the place, um, but there is a small group of representatives representatives of each administration um, member from the municipalities and we were the small group that came together to set up the report work with the consultant but take it back the recommendations back to that committee group and have further discussions on setting up a an action plan uh, find out where everybody else's municipalities are at and then the development of more of an action plan to come out of this um, it's been discussed with a number of other municipalities informally uh, representatives and it seems to be at this point maybe the, the avenue to take as opposed to again formalizing in a letter sending it to all the municipalities and um, it could go that way for quite some time so this is a recommendation to see if we could take our recommendations back to the smaller group I'm recommending a lot of recommendations um, and have a discussion there and come up with that final move forward well when I read through this I thought all you wanted to do was put this on the website and get the public's final input that's the other component of it absolutely so it's currently on our website for final feedback from the public sort of a report back to the community saying this is what was um, put together in the report if you have any further information or clarification that you would like to see in the report they can definitely provide that feedback to it and then the report will be finalized by the consultant and then uh, will be posted on all municipality websites not every municipality is doing that um, northern sunrise county and ourselves are uh, county and northern lights is not they're just taking it to their council now so everybody's doing slightly something different, hence um, the recommendation to take back uh, our overall thoughts on w how to proceed from here to the small group. Okay, fair enough. Your have a question. Mm -hmm. How, with that committee, I think it works very well, except is Northern Lights, are they tied into it? Because they, they were kind of on the outside a little bit. Yep. And are, are they'll be able to effectively engage then with yes, that broader the, group? Their economic development position is sits on that committee also. So there's representative a representative from each municipality sitting there, um, and I think we can have the discussions of the next steps. They're talking about a recreation master plan in the County of Northern Lights. So they're already proceeding forward on their municipal next steps. How that might feed regionally, I'm not sure. So a motion, or do people have further questions, comments? 
I'll put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to accept administration's recommendation recommendation as written. Okay. All of all you want to. So, just one clarification. Mm-hmm. So, this planning committee, what was it called? So it's the Regional title. Recreation Needs Survey Planning Committee. It, Is we, that kind of what it was? Yeah. The, okay. the long-form version of the report title in the pre-planning committee phases. Because I got mixed up with the facility. Yeah. Oh, yes, and that would be separate. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Passed. Thank you. Uh, the next item up is a request for sponsorship uh, from the Peace Regional Pride event. And uh, all they're asking for is, uh, well, the request is is for $88 so that they are able to cover the cost of uh fees for um, tables and chairs. Um, I'm sure that that uh, won't be too objectionable, but uh, we'll see if there's a motion on the floor for that. Anybody want to make a motion regarding this? I'll move that um, the Peace Regional Pride event... um, be allocated $88 from the um, Grants to Groups program for their application. Okay. All in favor? Passed. Um, Our Acting Director of Engineering, uh, but she's uh, put forward a uh, request for a decision uh, regarding equipment disposal, they have a number of pieces of obsolete equipment, and they would like to uh, sell it as surplus. I imagine uh, get some salvage out of it. So, um, is there? Uh, I think the RFD is fairly straightforward. Uh, does anyone have any equip- equipment? I mean, <laughs> questions <laughs> regarding this equipment? I, I guess my concern with this, and I have no problem disposing of it, I guess I would like to think they could figure out whether it should be disposed of to scrap or it should go to auction as opposed to right now we'll vote on it and who knows what's going to happen with it. Like, shouldn't it? Shouldn't that be decided already by, by engineering or public works, what, whether there's any residual value in the equipment? That decision's already been made, so they will dispose of it in the most economical manner, whatever we get the most money for. They will dispose of it in that way. So, so some of it is uh, worn out, and there is no value to it, so it would be scrap metal. Okay. Um, I would um, move that uh, Public Works be authorized to dispose of the disused equipment as listed through public auction or being sold as scrap metal. All in favor, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? I do have a question about this. Does the town have a a grand list of all the equipment with its expected age? Yes, we do. 
So I'm assuming your next question is, can I get a copy of that? <laughs> that would be the understood question, yes. <laughs> we have a listing of all our assets, so I will get them to put something together. Uh, the next item on the agenda is a request from decision. Uh, uh, it's... Um, it's regarding an invitation uh, received from the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce for Council to attend a town hall meeting on June the 25th, 2015. And uh, you've given us some background on this, Ms. Bench. Um, I also spoke with uh, Mike Matthews, the president of the chamber today, and uh, in speaking, he said he was going to speak to his board tomorrow. They have a meeting at 4 o'clock, and he was going to talk to them about rescheduling that meeting. He wasn't certain there was going to be buy-in to that, so he was going to talk to them and try to convince them. Did you discuss that they didn't give us a whole lot of notice? Yes, we did. Okay. He, they did send out another list of uh, questions that came to me this morning, and I am working on answering those for them. Okay. If the floor is open, Your Worship, uh, I see this as certainly as a it, – it's great to see the Chamber of Commerce has got such an interest in – local politics and town matters. Um, it's regrettable that they didn't provide us a little more advance notice. Uh, I, I certainly would suggest that we decline the offer. Um, but again, looking to the future, there's all kinds of matters that uh, I think we could engage the Chamber of Commerce on. And it's things like the airport. It's things like Northeast Housing. It's matters related to downtown revitalization. It's matters related to bylaws, taxi bylaws, recycling, uh, our strategic plan. Uh, I think the other question we need to uh, engage the chamber on is uh, we heard from Murphy Oil tonight and their development plan. So I, I think this is an opportunity to, uh, to speak to the chamber, but I, I think the chamber uh, uh, needs to perhaps align their work plan with our strategic plan. And uh, so this is a, this is a two-way process, uh, and the timing is certainly bad, but uh, they're certainly not bad. It's certainly the timing's not right. So uh, my, uh, my suggestion is that we decline this and uh, with some better timing and with some more adequate time and we can uh, plan the agenda out, perhaps uh, we can make this happen at a later date. So administration's recommendation was that council, council respectfully decline the invitation to attend the tw June 25th meeting. Uh, and request the chamber reschedule the meeting for the fall after council has met with administration to review the 2016-2017 budgets and strategic plan uh, and invite the chamber to work cooperatively with down administration to develop a communication plan to keep residents and business open owners informed on important issues in a timely manner. So that was their recommendation. Um, No, well, I, I guess I, I would say, well, we're, I think you were talking the fall in the, uh, was, was that not it, Ms. Bench? No, that's not it, I, here, is it? It is. I, uh, my recommendation was uh, to postpone the meeting till fall. That way we've had a chance to go over the budget. Administration has had a chance to develop the 2016-17 budgets and also 
in the hopes that there would be a new CAO in place that could also work with the Chamber at that time. And you'd have an opportunity to review the strategic plan and possibly revise it or amend it as needed. In the meantime, are you working on getting answers to those questions that they have, or how are we handling that? I am working on answering those questions. I've got most of them drafted. I just have to review them, and uh, I will send them off. So is Uh, the intention that those would be provided for them to have for Thursday night, or no? I will try to get them out uh, by tomorrow. Oh, by tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because the timing really is quite... It it is quite short. Uh, I only just got those uh, this morning. They apparently sent them on Saturday, but I didn't get that email till this morning. Okay. So again, the timing is very short. And uh, there's a lot of information that they're requesting. That's correct. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I would like to somehow um, maybe change the recommendation a little bit that um, it be a mutual decision as to the, the date of the meeting so that we can both come up with possibilities and go from there. Good job for Colin. Well, and also perhaps perhaps it should be moderated by uh, uh, another party in the chamber. So... Um, did you make the motion? No, there was no motion. Okay. I move that uh, Council accept administration's uh, recommendation that Council at this point respectfully decline the invitation to attend the June 25, 2015 uh, town hall me- meeting organized by the Chamber of Commerce and that um, the request be made to the Chamber to um, discuss with the town uh, meeting possible meeting dates in the fall. A, mutu- a mutually agreeable. Mutually agreeable meeting date in the fall after council has met with administration to review the 216-2017 budgets and strategic plans and priorities. And we would all, the council or administration, also invite chamber to work cooperatively with the town administration to develop a communication plan to keep residents and business owners informed on important issues in a timely manner. Okay. Could we say October rather than in the fall? Or do we want to, like to me, some people think September 3rd is in the fall. Well, that's why it's mutually agreeable. Okay. That's why the wording's in there. Okay, anything else? All in favor? Passed. Uh, The next item on the agenda is council summer meeting schedule changes. Uh, Ms. Bench, do you want to speak to this? So at the June 11th Governance and Priorities Committee meeting, the summer meeting schedule was discussed and the following recommendations were made that uh, to change the June 24th uh, meeting time from 5 o'clock to 4.30 to accommodate a presentation from Amisk uh, Hydroelectric, to cancel the July 22nd Governance and Priorities Committee meeting and the August 26th Governance and Priority Committee meetings. So just to refresh my memory then, we're going to keep the P, 
PNG or no, sorry, GNP meetings the weeks that we have the actual council meetings. That's correct. So July 8th would stay. That would be a governance priorities committee meeting, and August 12th. So the council meeting is August 10th, and the governance and priorities committee meeting would be the August 12th date. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I guess in that light, then, Your Worship, I would put a motion on the table to accept the recommendation put forward by administration for the summer meeting schedule. Okay. Any uh, further comments? None. Hearing none, I'll call for a vote on it. All in favor? Passed. Uh, we have a uh, 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 request for decision. Uh, this is to enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the sod turning ceremony for the Grimshaw Shared Schools Facility Project. Um, I think it's fairly straightforward. Uh, unless somebody feels that we shouldn't be at the sod turning ceremony. But. Your Worship, I would uh, put a recommendation on the floor that administration uh, uh, allow or administration that council enable, let me try that again, put a recommendation on the floor that council enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the sod turning ceremony uh, at the uh, Grimshaw School Facility Project June 23rd at 2 p.m. All in motion on the floor, not recommendation. I'm sorry, it, what happens when I've got too many things on my, my mind, It's uh, it would be a motion. All in favor of that motion? Pass. Um, okay. Uh, uh, there's, I believe the next one is uh, on the Northern Alberta Elected Leaders Meeting. And this is uh, to enable Mayor Tarpey or Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the Northern Alberta Elected Leaders Meeting in Berwyn, Alberta on August the 10th, 10 to... 3.30. Uh, would you be able to make that, Ms. Manzer? Um, yes, I can, if you can't. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll just leave it. Leave the, maybe, uh, yeah, seeing as Berwyn, I could probably make it. Uh, although it's on a Monday, and I don't like Mondays. <laughs> oh, is that the name of a song? <laughs> Um, we will, uh, we will, uh, yes, does someone make a, want to make a motion on the, the recommendation? I'll make the motion, Your Worship, that uh, Council enable Mayor Tarpey and Deputy Mayor Manser to attend the Northern Alberta Elected Leaders Meeting in Berwyn on Monday, August 10th. Okay. All in favor? So, uh, there's a Rotary Club meeting, and this one was to uh, uh, to enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to provide a short speech on the uh, Federation of Canadian Municipalities annual conference to the Peace River Rotary Club. And um, recommend uh, administration is recommending that we do this. Uh, so, could I have a motion? I would put a motion to that effect, Your Worship, that uh, we enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the Rotary Club meeting on June 29th and provide a short speech on the FCM annual conference. Okay, all in favor. 
And under new business, there was one item added, and that was to do with the pancake breakfast at Peace Fest. Uh, Ms. Mazur, you added that to the agenda. So There's been a request from the organizers of the Peace Fest breakfast for um, someone from council to come and give a short uh, speech of greetings on the breakfast. Okay. I think it's July 11th at the co-op. You may have to take that, Deputy Mayor Manzer. I think I was, uh, I'll have to work, but uh, we could we could uh, we could make it Deputy Mayor Manzer or Mayor Tarpey. Again. So somebody want to make that recommend uh, that motion? Your Worship, I'd like to step out of the room for this vote. Being somebody's being enabled with my. I don't think that's a conflict of interest, is no, it? There's no conflict of interest. Okay. I don't think you'll need to. So uh, I'd put the motion on the table, Your Worship, then to enable. Uh, you said either your. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, just a member of council to be determined, or. Okay. Yeah. You can okay. A member. a member of council to be determined at a later date uh, to attend the pancake breakfast uh, the Saturday of Peace Fest uh, weekend to bring greetings from the town. All in favor. Passed. That should take us to uh, check registry. Uh, so there's three check registries, June the 9th, June the 11th, and June the 17th. Uh, do people have any questions regarding those, those check registries? I have one question, I guess. I see we're making a rather substantial payment to Doppelmeyer. I'm assuming that we have some outstanding business with the lift. That's as a result of the fire. That's insurance coverage. Okay. We have to pay it up front, and the insurance company will reimburse us. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And not so much a question. I'm curious to know, like, the taxi pass program. Like, it seems like these costs are higher than they have been. I just wonder if we could maybe at a future council meeting have a report just you know, whether it's staying in within the budget guidelines that were set? The Taxi Pass program is based on the number of uh, participants. So you can't limit the number of participants. So it's going to vary up and down depending on how many people have uh, qualified for the program. But I guess, like, we were working under, the, there was, it was cost us X number of dollars per year. Obviously, I agree that if there are more people using it that qualify for it, then there's more users. But again, that reflects in some of the budget stuff. So I just, yeah. again, I... Do we'll I bring that forward. I'll do, get do I need a motion or you'll... No, I'll okay. just do that. Okay, thank you. Okay. Any other questions, queries, interrogations? Yes, um, we have one. Oh, I'll make a motion, Your Worship, oh, to accept the uh, the uh, check registry for information. Okay. All in favor? Councillor Burr's motion. Uh, that takes us to Councillor Reports. And generally at this point in the meeting, Ms. Cottrell and Ms. Alexoff gives me a sheet with all the, <laughs> all the meetings that... 
<laughs> the councillors have attended, so maybe we'll go revert back to our uh, to the old format where we went around the table and councillors uh, uh, noted which meetings they attended and give a short synopsis for that meeting for those meetings. So, given that Ms. Manzer uh, has a good handle on the hall in her meetings, we'll start off with her. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I had a clinic meeting that was canceled on the 17th, and then I went to uh, a mayor's caucus put on by AUMA in Strathmore. And one of the things that came out of there was that the town of Black Diamond uh, intends to put a resolution at the AUMA annual conference uh, with respect to the Alberta Social Housing Corporation's payment of property taxes to a municipality that it should be made mandatory rather than optional. And I guess that speaks to the, uh, the one of the budgets um, decreasing the ta or the grant in lieu of taxes. Then um, there was various sessions uh, at that conference on uh, media on some ideas about how the new government might be um, going forth in the next few months, and those were, you know, a consultant's ideas. So it was a good conference, and I would recommend that someone attend the next one. And that was it. Oh, I did go to the Nampi Museum's grand opening, and it was a very nice building, and there's some very interesting displays in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Binky. I was thinking I was really busy. <laughs> uh, I was, but not with council stuff. So the only council thing I have uh, was I attended the um, Ford grand opening on June 18th. Uh, and it was very well attended, and it's uh, it's a very nice facility. The shop is enviable if anybody's interested in mechanics shops. <laughs> so my husband spent a lot of time in there. Um, but yeah, it was it was it's a phenomenal uh, facility there. So other than that, all my other council stuff is um, the whole group went to. So no sense in repeating it. Okay. Mr. Sajak. Um, I did attend a uh, Lac Cardinal Regional Economic Development Board meeting on Monday the 15th. Um, we basically reviewed um, ongoing projects that the various municipalities were dealing with. Um, uh, what else? I also attended the opening at the Ford dealership and... Uh, and the Nam Pacific Center as well. I guess that's about it for mine. Okay. Um, I attended an airport committee meeting, and that was, uh, remind me of the date, Mr. Needham, because you and I were at the same meeting. Was that July 16th? June the 16th. <laughs> and, uh, uh, those meetings are uh, held in camera. The other uh, municipalities asked us to keep the information in camera. Uh, it is facilitated by the Lac Cardinal Economic Development Board. And uh, I think it is 
okay and fair to say that uh, uh, the surrounding municipalities are uh, are very amenable to uh, to uh, helping out with the airport and uh, the costs uh, around the airport um, and um, and because they realize that that is the uh, really the medevac center for the region that's one of the major reasons for that so uh, I think I'll leave it at that I don't recall myself being at any other meetings so Mr. Ford I was on holiday so my week was pretty much free and clear um, however just uh, out of speaking to some of our local uh, RCMP members uh, just for information there has been one local very large drug bust uh, which are, has already been released in the news. And just the other day, also, a, uh, charges have been laid in uh, the, illegal, the illegal sale of alcohol, which was quite substantial as well. Uh, both of those investigations came out of the Peace River Detachment. Uh, the only meeting I attended last week was one on behalf of Councillor Needham at the uh, DMI Public Advisory Council meeting, committee meeting, which it was interesting, but that's one of the committees I think we should visit whether or not there is true value in town of Peace River attending. So. Uh, Your Worship, the only item I think I could add would be the, uh, the powwow on 13th yes. and 14th, and I believe some of my colleagues also attended, so I uh, was only in attendance for a couple of hours, but... Uh, uh, seems to be well attended by uh, a number of the Aboriginal communities uh, close to Peace River. Uh, like they obviously got weathered out, and the event was held at the at the uh, at the uh, at our local arena. Uh, I guess the other item is the uh, the Napa Museum opening on Saturday, but that's uh, uh, that's pretty much it for for my week. Yeah, I was at that Aboriginal powwow, and hey, thanks Haley for writing that up in the paper. Um, but I don't consider that a meeting. That was just fun. <laughs> I'm not even going to collect any appearance fees for that. <laughs> How about your dance fees? Uh, my dance fees, okay. <laughs> I, I think I might have to offer a refund. Um, I, I think uh, it's worth mentioning, too, that uh, on the Sunday, there were at least uh, 37 uh, Students who identify themselves as Aboriginal who are graduating from um, the school systems in Peace River or Northern Lakes College. So that was uh, quite a large group. I think the largest one I've seen in the last few years. So. Good. Excellent. Um, so are there any meetings coming up uh, next week or even on this weekend? There's a few. Um, we've got a fire committee meeting uh, set for Wednesday uh, at 7, hopefully 7.30, actually. Um, MPC uh, workshop dealing with uh, the bylaws again, uh, bylaws again on Thursday from 1 to 5. Um, I'm attending the second annual World Religious Conference on Saturday the 27th from 2 to 4. I'll be, while you're at the religion conference, I'll be at the gay pride, pride parade. And I'll be at Peace Eyes Grad. We're very busy on Saturday. Okay. Anybody else? Any other? 
Um, there's the, a meeting that I think several councillors are attending tomorrow, the water meter information meetings right. at 5 to 6 and then repeat 7 till 8. And that is being held where again? Lower Athabasca Hall. So we can all see what it looks like now. And then um, on Wednesday, I will get to at least part of uh, Northern Sunrise's um, July 1st Canada Day celebrations before our special meeting. And uh, so Canada Day, we don't have a meeting before Canada Day, or we do? Okay. Yeah, so uh, I think every councillor was uh, able to attend uh, Canada Day ceremonies, and that starts at 1 o'clock at the museum. Great. Okay. When um, Debbie Jabour attended the chamber meeting, she was indicated there that she was probably going to be at Canada Day. Do, should we extend her an invite to, if she is there, to speak? Or do, welcome or whatever on behalf of the province or whatever else? I mean, we'll leave that up to Laura Glor. She takes care of those okay. issues. So maybe okay. pass that along to Ms. Glor, Ms. Bench. That uh, Debbie Jabour may be at the, the Canada Day event. And if Laura wants her to speak, maybe she could uh, uh, just. Drop her an email. Well, if she doesn't have anything prepped, she might not appreciate being called on last last second. Your Worship, just to finish off the week of July 1st, uh, July 2nd, we have a Peace Regional Waste Management meeting at 10 o'clock on July 2, and then uh, I have a North Peace Housing meeting in Manning where I've been asked to uh, speak to our strategic plan to elected officials, so uh, to two small uh, business items coming up after July 1st. Okay, great. Okay, that uh, takes us into... Uh, that takes us into the information section. Um, there are um, 13 items. Uh, does anyone want to highlight the block parent program item? Um... I just think it's good that someone's looking into doing that. So. I, uh, were, were you weren't you taking a leading role on this on the block parent program, Mr. Ford, through the uh, RCMP committee? I heard that uh, just through uh, social media that there was a, a lady that was trying to get this going. I did leave her a phone message, but she never did return my call, so this is news to me. Okay, and I believe her her name uh, is on the uh, is on that uh, email that's yeah. part of this package, so um, might be worthwhile tying her into into uh, the RCMP Advisory Committee. Yes, I'll follow up with that, Your Worship. Uh, we also have the May Operating and Capital Budget Variance Report. Uh, are there questions that councillors may have on that? Um, just general question. Uh, the airport is basically on time? 
things that are happening out there? Yes, and I'll be providing, I think I sent around one update, uh, yes, Friday, Friday. So uh, I'll be providing further updates as they become available. I have one question regarding the revenues. I, maybe I'm just slow, but like municipal taxes, it makes it sound like they've already been paid, but I know I haven't paid mine, so I, that's not... They are uh, levied when I generate the tax notices, the receivable is created. Okay, all right. So that doesn't mean we've received that much cash yet. That's just... No, that's it's coming in um, rather quickly at this point in the year, but uh, no, it's the receivable is generated in May. Okay. Well, you've got till June the 30th to do it without penalty. Yeah. Mine's being the, uh, council, right? <laughs> the, the, gl the global traffic uh, discussion, I read what the bullet says and I understand it's, uh, um, it seems to me we did agree to set up a special fund for that so that those dollars are not being lost in the coffee fund, I presume, where we'll be able to go back and... No coffee fund. No They're coffee fund. set up I, in a special I, account. All right, fair enough. And... and uh, so in time, we'll end up with a, a system that's, uh, that's something that we can work with, and uh, it, it'll mirror the white court one. Okay. Is, is there a timeline on that? Or just we are working with white court, but it's a slow process getting the information okay. from them. Sure. So they are providing us with some uh, templates that they use that we'll be sure. able to modify to our own use. Sure. Um, and just one final point on global... Uh, I know we've we've got a, a contractor in with. Uh, do, do they from time to time make appearances to councils? Uh, I'll pick on White Court just to sort of talk about, um, you know, how are how are how is the business of photo radar functioning in your town? There there are a couple of issues that 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 came up. They're very minor things. Um, is that something that we schedule, or we just simply put the issues to administration and go from there, or or what, what's if council would like a presentation, we can certainly arrange for simply, them to yeah. Well, no, come I, up. I don't. No, that's fine. We don't need to make a big deal out of this. But it's uh, uh, there was just a couple of minor minor questions. Uh, if there's questions, we can get them answered. Uh, that would be the simplest way. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Guess just to highlight uh, in the information package, your worship being that the media is here, the annual charity barbecue. Um, for the chamber is being held July 10th, 11.30 to 2 p.m. at the old NAR station, and all proceeds from this barbecue are going to the Sugar Plum Tree Daycare. Okay. I have one more question on the um, uh, budget stuff. Um, Pat's Creek, is it now underway? The Yes, I believe they've started. Um there's a set of museum board minutes that have been uh, been attached. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone has any questions regarding those. Um, uh, the fourth item is a letter from the County of Northern Lights uh, confirming that they will have they will they uh, want to participate on the recreational facility committee, and the members on that committee will be. Uh, uh, um, uh, Councillor Ari Logman and Councillor Brendan uh, Yasinski. Um, 
Taylor from the Alberta Environment Emergency Management Agency. Um, not sure if is there anything we need to highlight on that. It was directed to you, Ms. Bench. There is some new training coming up that we're actually attending. I want to say tomorrow, but I think it's Wednesday. The Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance uh, provided us with their annual report. Um, there's a letter from the Community Foundation of Northwestern Alberta and uh, also their 2014 annual report. And Mr. Workington sent a, our MP, Member of Parliament, Chris Workington, sent a very nice letter supporting our application to the Canada 150 Fund uh, to refurbish Athabasca Hall. Um, and he acknowledged the significance of this building, that it served and continues to serve as a cultural facility uh, for over 75 years. And he's supporting our efforts to improve our community infrastructure under this fund. So um, for the benefit of the press, we put in an application for half a million. We, we put in an application to uh, get to uh, for half a million dollars from this fund. And we are looking for, they, they request matching funds. And uh, the, the county of uh, Northern Sunrise County and ourselves have agreed to take the matching funds out of the joint capital fund. So potentially there's a million dollars to refurbish Athabasca Hall. Um, uh, there's a letter from Alberta and Cultural Tourism, again on the Canada 150 fund, and there again a, a very supportive letter uh, on the Athabasca Hall. So I was uh, very impressed with that. Um, item 10, uh, Councillor Ford mentioned that, the char Chamber Charity Barbecue. Um, there's a public invitation to the Sightsee Dam Open House. Uh, all those are in British Columbia, those open houses, though, I see. And uh, so you, people will have to travel if they want that. Uh, Songrise North uh, thanked us for uh, their... There's our support for their uh, songwriting uh, uh, seminar or workshop. And NCSG Crane and Heavy Hall are having uh, an open house. And people are, everyone's invited to that. But we will, uh, by Pine River Developments and Peace River Town and Country Realty. So that's on June the 26th, between 11 and 1, Friday. So uh, maybe a motion to accept items 11.1 .1 through to 11.13 inclusive for information would be helpful. Councillor Sawchuk, are you So moved. Okay, all in favor? Uh, are there any notices of motion, uh, Ms. Bench? No, they're not. Okay, we'll uh, we'll jump to key communication items, and then we'll go in camera. Um, so uh, we we ha we now have a communications officer. So I'll uh, 
but we'll we'll let the media, the general media, uh, to give us their impressions of what they think is uh, was important or interesting out of this meeting. That was the the most interesting item of the day. Okay. And what what was particularly interesting about that? Just that they uh, look like they're it's becoming more and more of a reality that they'll be here in the Peace Fruit region. Okay. Haley, did you have anything of note? Okay. I thought we talked about that already. We did, but then there were some new things brought up. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. But okay. Uh, sure. Uh, we could do that right after this meeting if you want. Or um, while well, we're going in camera. So how long do you think you need? Okay. Well, we'll take a break and you and I can talk and then uh, we'll... we'll uh, We'll go. We'll uh, finish up here then. Okay. It would be nice for the immediate report on the block parent thing. I don't know if you read that in, in there that they're looking to try to get information out. Not so much they're looking for more volunteers, but just so parents are aware that it's starting up and they should tr teach their kids. Which uh, council are you talking on that one? It's the first one on the information items. The block parent program. So, Mr. Dietrich, what do you uh, uh, feel that needs to be emphasized or is worth noting? So you'll you'll get out some key communication items to the press for tomorrow or something like that. Oh, Canada Day uh, events. Okay. Good. 
Okay, we'll uh, recess for five minutes.